Hey, thanks for checking out the So What Factor. My name's Randy Bennett. I'm a United Methodist pastor, and these sermons answer the question, I hope, so what? So what? Is God real? So what am I supposed to do with my life? So what does the Bible actually say? So in every sermon, it's my hope that you'll figure out what the so what is. But if you don't know, or it wasn't clear, feel free to find me on Facebook at Randy Bennett Jr., and shoot me a message. You can also email me at pastorrandybennett at yahoo.com. Be happy to hear your questions and, and, uh, and connect with you. So thanks for listening. Take care and God bless. The dictionary defines the word longing as a yearning desire. Randy's definition is that a longing is a desire to return to something known or comfortable or special. Yet I often long to return to the mountains in which I grew up, to be surrounded by the land and the culture that raised and nurtured me. I long to spend time with family that is no more and celebrate the holidays like I once did. I long for the good old days, for familiar times and spaces and places and people. I long for something familiar, but what was once familiar is no more, and I cannot go backwards. Most, if not all of us, might say we are longing for pre-pandemic life. I longed for the celebration of Easter Day worship this year. But Easter came and went this year without celebrating it like we always do. No matter, I said, we'll celebrate Easter when we can all come back together in public worship. But when public worship relaunched, it was not safe to all come back together in one space at the same time. Because how we gather has changed. And the freedom to gather in as large a group as possible has changed. I'm still longing for an Easter celebration with all of us gathered in this sanctuary singing Easter hymns and songs as loudly as possible with no mask, no distance, and no problems. I'm longing for an Easter 2020 that 2020 is never going to give me. That same may be said of Thanksgiving as well, but I digress. I remember sharing a vision with you last year on the fourth Sunday of Advent 2019 when all the worship ministries provided a wonderful service of lessons and carols. I hope you remember that. That was such a wonderful day. I had this vision, a vision for the puppets and the chancel choir and the praise team and the handbells to all be together on the same stage at the same time, praising God together and giving God the glory. I had this vision. I couldn't wait to see it. It was going to be awesome. I had that longing for a long time. In fact, I've been longing for December 20th of 2020 since CCUMC reimagined this sanctuary. I had a vision just to see all these groups together all at the same time in this very space. 
However, that's not going to happen this year because it's 2020. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, and I'm already longing for an Advent that 2020 is never going to give me. I remember last year's Christmas Eve service when so many faithful raised their candles on that final verse of Silent Night. Silent Night. You know when the candles go up? I remember thinking, I can't wait for December 24th, 2020. Our candlelight service will be awesome. But it's not safe for every worshiper to have a candle in the sanctuary this year because to blow out the candle would mean everybody would have to remove their mask at the same time and blow out their candle. Can you imagine if a room full of worshipers, even if they were socially distanced, all removed their mask and blew out their candles at the same time in 2020? It'd be COVID city up in here. Just as I long for an Easter celebration that I never received. So now in advance of Christmas, I long for a Christmas celebration that 2020 is never going to give me. Now, brothers and sisters, my words are just the words of one Christian who is longing. I know other Christians who are longing as well. Some for the same reasons I have shared and others for mutless and for much better reasons. Christmas 2020 will be the first Christmas without their beloved friend or their beloved family member. For all of those that mourn, please know I'm incredibly sorry for your loss and for your pain. Please know that every time the Holy Spirit brings you to mind, I pray for you. Christians are longing but do you know who else is longing? Everyone. Everyone. Whether they are a Christian or not, everyone is longing. Everyone is longing for something better that is at the same time something familiar, something safe, something comforting. Longing, you see, longing is something in common all humans share. And in truth, no matter the circumstances, we all long for something better. Now, as Christians, we know longing as another word. We know it as hope. As Hebrews 6.19 reminds us, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul Firm and secure. Here's the thing. As Christians, we know the word for longing is hope. We know that our hope is not in vain. We know our hope is anchored in Jesus and the promise of a resurrection and the future of heaven. That is where this bad boy is anchored in Jesus. But whether we call longing hope or hope longing, it originates, y'all, in something familiar. The origin of hope is in original blessing. Now, I'm guessing you've never heard of the doctrine of original blessing. I think it is something that most Christians accept, but that we've never really thought much about or even named for that matter. Christians often focus on the doctrine of original sin. Sometimes I think to our own detriment and the detriment of the mission, when our primary focus is on sin, we give sin 
more power than it deserves. Sin did not come first. Sin is not the winner. Blessing came first. Blessing is the winner. Original blessing precedes the entrance of sin into creation. Then God said, let us make man in our image. You ever wonder? I mean, look right there. We go to that next slide. There it is. Yeah. God make us in our image. Isn't that cool? Even right there, we're seeing the Trinity. Let us make man in our image to rule. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. God blessed them. God blessed them. Every person is created in the image of God, and every person is blessed because we all come from the same two people, Adam and Eve. Original blessing means that every person is blessed by God, period. So, if every person shares in original blessing, then why does everyone have a longing? I'm so glad you asked that question. It's a great question for you to ask. Original blessing is the familiar about God. Reminding every person that they have a home, that they are loved, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are made in the image of God, even if they don't believe in God. The longing in every person, whether or not they realize it, is to go back to Eden, where a face-to-face relationship with God was the norm and where shame did not exist. Everyone is longing for something better that is at the same time familiar and safe and comforting. Everyone is longing for Eden. But just like all of us sometimes long for the good old days, we can no more go back to the good old days than we can go back to Eden. We can only go forward in time longing for things to be different, hoping for a future that is better than the past. This longing, this hope, this is proof of God's original blessing. In fact, that every person is longing proves that God exists. Y'all listen, and don't get mad at me for this next sentence. It's one of those randy, convoluted sentences that he preaches to himself trying to make sense of something that maybe he's not yet considered. So listen to this sentence. I think it proves my point that God exists to the non-believer. I'm not sure. Just share this moment of suffering with me, okay? All right, here we go. How can every person have a longing for something better, which they are uncertain as to what that something better is, and yet are certain that something better exists, even though the thought and feeling of something better has no point of origin? Hear it again. How can every person have a longing for something better, which they are uncertain as to what that something better is, and yet are certain that something better exists, even though the thought and the feeling of something better has no point of origin? Now, after giving this sentence some serious thought, I think it's helpful just to break it down on another slide for you. So that's what's getting ready to happen now. Thank you for suffering. How can every person have a longing for something better? which they are uncertain as to what that something better is. 
and yet are certain that something better exists, even though the thought and feeling of something better has no point of origin. Original blessing planted the promises of God in the soul of every human proving God's existence. Promises of peace, of joy, of love, of life, of light, many of our Advent themes. These promises are gifts of God that He has given every person. And God desires for every person to open these gifts because they are part of God's original blessing. Can you imagine someone giving you a present wrapped up beautifully and they hand it to you and you're like, no thanks. Sadly, these gifts are often difficult for people to recognize or to open because the original sin of Adam and Eve distorted everybody's relationship with God. Adam and Eve's love for God failed, but God's love for them and for us remained steadfast because that's how God rolls. There was a consequence for original sin, to be sure. Adam and Eve were removed from Eden and they were sent into a cursed creation. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. You see, here's the thing. Adam and Eve, they knew, listen, they knew that eternal life was a possibility because of the tree of life that was present in the garden. They knew this was a possibility. But now they also knew shame for having failed to love God as God had loved them. So there they are standing on the outside, looking in, longing to go back inside, but they still had to carry out God's will, right? That didn't change. God's will didn't change. It became more difficult. It didn't change. He still had divine imperatives for them to accomplish. And that didn't change because of sin, did it? Adam and Eve still had to multiply. They still had to fill the earth with people and they still had to subdue it. But now the earth was cursed. And that made life a whole lot more difficult. Y'all listen. In that moment, outside the garden gate, a longing began in the souls of Adam and Eve that has been passed down to every human. The fullness of original blessing seemed compromised Distanced, just out of reach. Outside the garden gate, Adam and Eve were, were sowing shame and they were sowing guilt into the fabric of the human soul. But before God turned them loose into the world, God sowed garments of hope for the couple to wear as a reminder of their original blessing. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord said, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out and then take from the tree of life and live forever. So God sewed those garments before he turned them loose and the cherubim now guarded the gate to Eden. A couple looked back one last time and then they moved forward into the future with a longing. With a hope. Y'all ever wonder what happened in a garden after they left? Am I the only warped person that has this dialogue with himself, what God must have said to God and God? Right. I mean, Scripture doesn't tell us, but I wonder if the conversation between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit went something like this. The Father, after, he's, after he sees him go, the Father sighs. 
I hated to do that. But there had to be a consequence for their action. The Spirit, well, we didn't make the mess, but we can certainly clean it up. The Father, yes, we can. Jesus, yes, Daddy. Go get ready. And then go on down there and save them. Yes, Daddy. Spirit, yes, Father. Go keep an eye on them and start preparing the way for Jesus. The Spirit says, flame on. Well, this is how Randy imagined the conversation took place. It probably didn't go down quite like that, but clearly a conversation did take place because Jesus came, Jesus saved, and Jesus is still saving. The Apostle Paul imagined the conversation more like the perfect timing of a recipe coming together. Anybody make a recipe this week? I think Paul sees it more as a recipe coming together. He writes in Romans, you see, at just the right time, When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will someone die for a righteous man, though. For a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for us because we are more. Listen, we are more than just sinners to God. We are made in the image of God. We are blessed by God. The origin of hope is found in original blessing, but the substance of hope, that is found only in Jesus Christ. We are blessed, and through Jesus Christ, our blessing unfolds. God wants every person to experience the fullness of original blessing. God wants every person to know the longing deep inside of them is actually hope, and that hope is God's down payment on a resurrection Today we begin our Advent Sunday, or the first Sunday of Advent, by lighting the candle of hope. Usually a different family at each service gets to do that, but it's 2020. And I offer this reading from the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling. In the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all humanity together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. In the wilderness, in the wilderness of our lives, God prepared a way for us through Jesus. The substance of hope and the unfolding of our original blessing. Y'all listen. Now the Spirit calls us to go into the lives of others who are longing. Who have not experienced the substance of hope in Jesus Christ with His good news. We have a name for their longing. We can tell them what that longing is. 
Let us, empowered by the Spirit, be the voice calling out in the longing of other people's wilderness. You are blessed. And the fullness of your blessing is just waiting for you through Jesus Christ. Let's show the world the glory of God by proclaiming that original blessing, not original sin, wins the day. And it was good, God said. And they are blessed, God said. So brothers and sisters, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you might overflow with the hope of the season by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is God's word seriously considered this day for Christ's community and for the world that is longing for more. We have the answer. Let's share it. Amen. Amen.